Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us for our Family First Life Tri-State Your Story podcast. Um, We appreciate you listening in. Thank you for tuning in with us. We're excited to bring you my man, Omar Mitchell, Senior Sales Manager of FFL Midwest. But we know that the stuff that he's doing today was derived and rooted from somewhere. So we want to know a little bit about the man behind the microphone today. And we want to know a little bit about his story. So first off, Omar, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, Mark. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you having me today. Appreciate you jumping on with us and uh, being able to share. So everybody has a path in life, Omar, and, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody's path is different. That's what makes this podcast extremely unique, you know. So if you don't mind, could you walk us down the path of some of the things that made you the man you are today? We'd be blessed by that. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Again, uh, my name's Omar Mitchell, and... uh, I come from inner city of Pittsburgh. I was born and raised, go Steelers. <laughs> um, but uh, it really, you know, I, I grew up in a tough neighborhood, uh, a, a part of town called Homewood. It's a really rough part of town still. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, I think that kind of gave me, that kind of molded me in my first part of my life. Uh, 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 what was What was different about me in a lot of instances compared to a lot of the other kids in the neighborhood, I was blessed. You know how sometimes there's things that, you know, advantages that God gives you that uh, you just kind of luck out. Both my parents were in the house. Most of my friends, fathers weren't around. My dad was always there uh, um, from day one. Uh, my mother and father are still married today. Um, so that kind of gave me a good foundation. Although it was tough, uh, uh, my parents were fearful whenever I walked out the door because it wasn't the greatest neighborhoods, mm. but I knew I always had that foundation when I came back home and I had an example of two people that worked their butts off to provide for me and my brother. So, so that's kind of where I kind of got, you know, uh, uh, my work ethic from, um, growing up. Um, I had a severe stuttering problem. Really? Uh, um, I couldn't put two words together to save my life. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, um, it still comes up when I get a little nervous. And I just got to whoosa and slow down. So, so, um, but yeah, just, just going through that experience and really, uh, 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 you know, trying to find myself an, an escape from that neighborhood and, and, you know, seeing my parents work their butts off, I just knew, man, I didn't want to work as hard as them for what they had. They, you know, don't get me wrong. I love my parents and I love, they did what they could with what they had. Right. My dad didn't graduate from high school. Uh, um, he had a seventh grade education, but he was an entrepreneur all his life. Mm. Uh, my mom, uh, uh, she was a, uh, 
she was a nurse at the same hospital. And she actually, when I was graduating middle school around the same time, she graduated with a pharmacy degree. So I seen some, I seen both sides, an entrepreneur that worked his butt off and someone was highly educated, also work her butt off. So it, it, it kind of gave me a good idea of what I wanted to do in life and, and gave me some goals to where, you know, they weren't given the best odds when they first started out. So, you know, going into high school, um, started to play sports, started to really see an out from where I was at, right? So, um, again, God has a way of putting people in your life that sometimes your parents can't tell you enough. You need that other person's voice. So my counselor, uh, 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 Mr. Tyler Farrell, I always, you know, give a shout out to him. He's the one that pushed me and said, hey, if you want to get education is the way to get out, okay. you know, so... Um, I ended up going across school to a different high school because then one in my neighborhood wasn't that great. So I would catch a bus, uh, about an hour and a half before high school started to get to, you know, every day wow. to get across the city. Um, so that opened my eyes up to where it wasn't just my neighborhood. It was now I can see other people's and other social economic classes and other, you know, races instead of just being encapsulated in my in the hood, basically. <laughs> so that was a great experience that kind of, you know, shot me off like a rocket, played football, loved baseball, but I was way better at football, got a scholarship, mm. was actually about to go into the Navy until I got the scholarship uh, um, because I wanted to be a pilot. But uh, uh, we ended up, uh, I ended up getting an academic and a sports scholarship to Slipper Rock University. Okay. Uh, where I went, which is like about 45 minutes north of Pittsburgh. So went there, graduated. I was on the five-year plan. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> uh, uh, in some cases, too much. But, uh, but five-year hey, plan. It's, I enjoyed myself. I like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that I really don't uh, uh, teach my kids today. But that's a, yeah. it, was, it was in the moment we had a great time. That's where I met the love of my life, my wife, that we're still married today. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, I was, you know, I think I'm blessed in a lot of things in my life, man, just to see where I'm at now compared to where, where you know, 10, you know, eight out of the 10 friends that I grew up with are either dead or in jail. Mm. So, so it, you know, I'm happy to say that people were there to help me, but also I, I do see some of the, some of the, uh, the decisions that I made when I was younger that helped me get to where I'm uh, am today. So graduated from Slipper Rock, degree in exercise physiology, uh, exercise science, excuse me, and uh, got married right off the you know, right after college. Like that. Um, um, so, and that's where that appreciation of all the things my mom and dad did, that work ethic, you know, I, I, so, you know, my wife, Kyla right now, she's, <laughs> she's my rock, but at that point, you know, we got married. She got pregnant. She wasn't working. I had to go to work. Mm. I see my mom and dad set the example. I was like, look, it's time for me to go to work. Mm -hmm. I was in a different industry. Um, um, uh, my degree was in, in, in exercise science, but um, I ended up uh, working in the gyms, owning fitness clubs for about five or six years after, after uh, uh, college. Got it. So had a lot of people in... Getting back to my speech impediment, 
I always gravitated towards things where it would put me in front of people so I had to talk. Wow. When I was in college, I took every, you know, because I still had an issue coming out of high school. Uh, um, I was really behind a lot of my other classmates where I really didn't read my first book until like I was a junior in high school, right? Uh, uh, so my English skills, my vocabulary skills, they were really, really low at that point. And because I couldn't really articulate, you know, getting to college and, you know, and taking every type of public speaking class, every type of class where I have to give them talk to people really, really helped me and kind of, you know, put me on the map. And then even always gravitating towards sales where you're in a pressure situation and you have to articulate, you have to be able to communicate with people. So that really helped me uh, um, get over that speech impediment and really start getting the confidence to, okay, it's go time. So open some gyms, partner with a couple of other, you know, great mentors. Uh, um, and we eventually about six years into it, selling those and made a little bit of money. Um, not enough to <laughs> retire on <laughs> by any means, you know, by any means. We, uh, you know, but at that time, you know, during those five years, I, you know, I started building my family, a wife. Uh, um, we, uh, we had our daughter. Uh, about a year after we got married, we had our son two years later, and we were done. I had a, <laughs> I had a, a daughter and a son. I was like, oh, American dream, boy and a girl, done. And uh, my wife comes and tells me that she's pregnant. I was like, how that happen? You know? <laughs> so, you know, God has a way of, you know, so we, I think we were complaining a little bit. Oh, we're going to be uneven. We're going to have a boy, uh, two boys and a girl, or two girls and a boy. We were complaining. You know, and then I'm, I, can't, I remember like it was yesterday, I was driving to work because uh, 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 that's always, I'm always at work. My wife called me from her doctor's appointment saying that they found two heartbeats. Oh, so I know what I'm like, what do you mean? I had no idea. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, yours in the baby? Oh, we are done. Like, By the no. way, you're scaring me. Me yeah. and Robin are done. <laughs> <laughs> you just scared like, the Jesus I, out of me. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, man! I like almost crashed my jeep. I was like, Wait a minute, because you know kids are expensive. Yes, I was sir. like, I'm working my butt off. So, but by the grace of God, you know, you know, it, it was it was a blessing. But it was like, you know, we were complaining about being uneven. So God was like, okay, here's a boy and a girl. Ah, <laughs> wow. How Stop complaining. That? So we had, <laughs> so we ended up having twins. So, oh, so uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a surreal, real experience. And, you know, my wife's a trooper, man. Uh, um, um, she carried those two crazy She And what happened, I, mean, I was selling, I was in the gym, 70 hours a week and, like I said, God puts people in your life. My mother-in-law came and helped us live with us for a little mm -hmm. bit and, and helped us with that because the last three months of her pregnancy was rough. She had to, she was in on bed rest in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a wife pregnant with twins in the hospital. Wow. So it was, you know, you know, we look back, it's crazy, but you know, people people step up in your family, you know, you know, so Got through that, but then, you know, uh, uh, once I left the fitness industry and 
I got into mortgages and real estate, loved doing that for a while. But it just came to the point it was just too much red tape. I was fed up. I was tired of that. I was like, let me just go back, get my master's in computers. I love computers. Do something in IT. They make great money. I was more looking at, okay, I need to support my family. A guy uh, uh, that uh, is, I'm still good friends with today, uh, um, um, he was very successful selling insurance at a different IMO. Hmm. So I asked him, I said, I can sell. I need something to do while I'm getting my master's. So I got introduced to the insurance industry uh, at a much lower comp, <laughs> I must say, <laughs> as it seems like we all do at some point in our career. Um, but I started making more money than I would have made doing computers. And I was like, and I actually like this. So why the heck am I spending another 40000 on my master's? Wow. To, 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 uh, it, so I told my, you know, sat down with my wife, like, hey, I really think I want to get into insurance and do this full time because the upside was so much higher than right. just in a, in a cubicle looking at a computer screen all day. Okay. So, so that's got how I got introduced into the insurance industry. That's strong. Um, been doing this, uh, uh, stayed with the first company for about six years. Mm. Loved them. Nothing bad to say about them. Uh, great people. Still have great friends from that experience, you know. But when it came down to actually being able to build a business and being able to recruit and and bring people on, it was I was it was just a conveyor belt. Mm. People in, people out. People in, people out. People mm. in, people out. And I wasn't able to to help people. I was doing well, but I couldn't yeah. help them. Yeah. We hear a lot business. of that. We hear a lot of that. So, you know, I, I got kind of jaded about the insurance industry. Wow. Yeah. You know, I was just like, I started looking at other things. I was in real estate. I was in stocks. I was doing Forex. I was doing, <laughs> you know, wow. I was doing, and I was making money. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, cause I think, my work ethic, no matter what you do, if you work hard, you're going to be successful. That's, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. You just have to have the right vehicle to be, you know, you know, you know, to become great. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that, you know, uh, um, Mark Tirolio, uh, uh, who is, who I'm direct to and my business partner. Um, he was with another IMO. He was like, look, I know you're Jay, just come on over. Let's see what we can do. Make you, you know, make you a home here. So I went there, did well, actually did better than I had done in the mortgage industry for a while, kind of got invigorated. And then Mark left. I was like, Mark, where'd you go? I was like, what's going on, man? (laughs) I was like, you got got me over here. I'm doing doing this. You know, I'm not, you know, to back up. I wasn't all in. I was doing better than I had been, but I still had my hand, my, my toe and everything else. I was, you know, I was day trading for like two hours in the morning. I was writing. I mean, you know, we, you know, when you when you're a hustler and, and you know how to make money, you you know, your focus is a little bit different, mm-hmm. especially when you have a lot of different opportunities. No you're not laser focused on one thing, mm-hmm. right? So, was there for a while. Uh, uh, I, you know, I, I I called Mark because. I trusted him. He brought me to another company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was with him at, we went at the original company. Good dude. Always had great respect for him. But he was making a killing at the other company. Like, 
like 50, 60 grand a month mm-hmm. doing well. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and I know how they play with your money when you leave them. Right. Yeah. For him to say, oh, so that piqued my interest. I was like, you know, my ears always to the street, Mark. You know what I mean? Like, like what, what's the next thing? That was me. I was like, oh, like this guy was left to go to this place called Family First Life where I had never heard of. I was like, like who's like, is this just another place? Just, you know, a new, you know, MLM or whatever. You know, they got you hype. And I asked them, seriously, I'm like, bro, like, tell me, like, why'd you leave? And his words were prophetic. He was like, I was eating, but my team wasn't. Hmm. And I remember, like, conversation like it was yesterday, this morning, because that was my major issue. I was always doing well at it. Mm-hmm. And when you're training people, when you're inspiring people, when you're hiring people, when you're pouring all the effort and time into them and they cannot figure it out because they it has to do with just the compensation that they're getting paid mm. for the work they're doing it, it 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 you know it definitely not only piqued my interest it made me want to figure out if this would work for me because i was tired even though i was making money and doing well mm. i was tired of doing so many other things right. i love working with clients i love my clients dearly mm. i love Sitting in the house with them, drinking coffee after we get them, you know, you know, uh, get them covered. And, 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 you know, I have clients that I've had for eight years that I still talk to on a daily basis sometimes. So got with Mark. Um, you know, he explained what the FFL opportunity was. And I told him, I was like, man. This looks like what I've been looking for for the last eight years. <laughs> this, I was like, you know, but I still wasn't That's in though. Crazy. Like, you know how sometimes you see it, yeah. and it was like, man, I, you know, and you see the people that are doing. It's like, I know I'm talented. I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I have, I have more confidence. And if you ask my wife, she thinks I'm the most confident dude in the world. But but for me, it's it's my confidence comes from. Because I know I work my ass off. Mm. You know, I know when it comes down to it, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, I'm going to I'm going to put feet to the street, <laughs> ear to the phone. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm doing it. So, so yeah, you know. So I I'd seen it. I was like, you know, I told Mark and then, you know. So I came in. I look back and I say, I still wasted that first four months with the company because I still had my hands in so many other pots. Mm. I had to make I had to make sure it was something that was real for me. I was like, I know I'm here. I, I love what people are saying, but let me see how this is gonna work first. Let me get into it, write some policies. I still I'm still doing some day trading here and there. I'm still doing Forex. I'm still doing some some other some other real estate stuff. So then convention happened. Convention. Uh, you know, I told Mark, you know, during convention, like, this is like, I was in, but now I'm in. Wow. <laughs> like, I was in already, but now, <laughs> I, like, all the other stuff on hold, this is the laser focus. This is where I need to be. I the tiger, he tells him, man. Like, I, I, I knew exactly from conference I was laser focused. 
uh, back in uh, February 2021. And, you know, I know who I had to hire. I know the office space that I needed to get. You know, it, it, it was it was showtime. It was definitely showtime, man. That's massive, dude. What about it? What about convention that tipped the scale for you? What, did, what was it that you saw or heard that made you go? Dude, I'm wasting my time with everything else. I'm all in. Yeah. It was, you know, it was seeing so many people that just worked. I mean, it, it, it was always had a theme of we're just going to go ahead and go to work. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, convention, I mean, set my hair on fire, Mark. I'm still trying to figure out how to strike that balance between production and building, and building a team. And it's almost like I'm starting to understand, and you've been beating it into everybody's head. If you focus, if you focus on production, increasing your production, producing at a high level, you're going to bring people with you. You're going to bring people, you know, from all around when they start seeing your success, hmm. when they start seeing the numbers that you're putting up. Uh, so with, you know, with your eyes dead set on, you know, making it happen in 2022, you know, how do you see, you know, the landscape of Family First Life, everything that we are blessed to to have access to, Integrity Marketing Group, how do you see that catapulting your success into the future? I just see it as, you know, I'm a big person. If someone wants to run, let's run. Like, like I'm, I, I mean, I, I can work every day. I can, but when you see Sean as the president running and how fast the company is moving, you can't help but <laughs> hop on the train. You know what I mean? It's like you, you see so many people having momentum and pushing. I mean, you can't help but do I mean, that's, this is what we do, mm. right? So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited, but it's not, it's, it's that, but also the ability the people are so sharing in this company. Like you don't have to try to try to, you know, sneak into someone else's training. Everybody's <laughs> all, you know what I mean? It's like, no one's trying to keep what they're doing secret. Right. You, you know, FFL 320 gave the whole breakdown of what they do and how they've been successful. Yeah. All these other groups that have no problem sharing their success. Right. And it, it, I mean, it's just you. If you don't get inspired by that, mm. if you don't, you know, you know, if that doesn't rub off on you, I mean, you're just you're just you're just not living. I, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this business is incredible. The insurance industry is very very, but FFL is like insurance on steroids. I mean, the systems we have here, the support. Not only from your office, from Brian's office, from Mark Tirolio's office. I mean, there's so many examples that we have in front of us that are doing this business right. We can't help but to grow, <laughs> yeah. you know, at a very fast pace. So, yeah. I feel that. You know, hearing you say that, you know, man, I, I want to believe that. Sean always had a vision for this, but I remember the way we started. Dude, we were just trying to we were just trying to stay alive. We were just <laughs> we were just tired of getting taken advantage of. Like this industry, 
is so used to people are so used to being taken advantage of. How freeing is it to to feel like you can just run as fast as you want in an open field and win? Like that's got to feel liberating because it sounds like before, you know, you were dibbling, dabbling, you were doing what you were doing, but you were you, you, you knew this was a great business, but you've to to have never seen anything like this. And then we're here nine, eight, nine years later. And we are family first life. And it's like now we're the place that people go to where they want to do something crazy, massive. So when I when I heard you say that, it was like, wow, <laughs> I mean, everything that we laid out through the years to be here today as a beacon of hope for agents, which that definitely was Sean's goal from day one was yeah. to put agents in a position to win without question. But to hear it, it prof- as profoundly as you just stated it, it yeah. gave me chills, man. It's motivating, man. It, it, you know, it's, you know, when I, there's, there's so many examples. I mean, you just can't, I mean, and it's almost like I'm super happy for those other people, but also I'm super selfish. Like that's going to be Midwest. That's going to be my group mm. on stage. That's going to be me wearing the red, uh, the red jacket. Right. in conference next year. So it, it's, like I said, if you don't, if you don't have direction in this company, you're just not looking. <laughs> you're just not looking, man. <laughs> Dude, you killed it, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. What you. an amazing story. I always say I learned so much more about somebody when I do this podcast than I could do if I was sitting yeah. with them for four hours. It's, it's so pointed for you to go back to your childhood, I, you usually don't have those conversations. I probably do need to do a better job of that. But <laughs> it's just amazing to hear your story. And then you're going to have a massive 2022. So I'm excited for all the success to come. And uh, I'm happy to uh, be in business with you, Omar. I appreciate you sharing. Hey, I appreciate you. And, and again, I appreciate all you do for us, man. Let's go out there. Let's crush it. Um, you heard the man. He said, if it wasn't for annual convention, he'd still be dibbling, dibbling and dabbing all over the place. He went on all in after annual convention. Let's get to Miami. Let's do what we got to do. Let's come out there being successful. Omar, appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. We love you. Take care.